Hey y'all, Darius Rucker here. You know, a lot of people ask me, what inspires your music? And one of the big things is a strong sense of place. That's why I love my home state of South Carolina and want to share the awesome things it has to offer. From the beautiful mountains down to the sunny coast, it's got it all. Not to mention two of my personal favorites, great golf and amazing food. Come see why I love this place. Visit discoversouthcarolina.com. Hey, 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 everybody. This is Tina, your number one hope dealer in Dallas, Texas. And I'm here bringing you a new episode for Flawed and Free. Thank you so much for joining us today. I have a special, special guest. And his name is Tobias. We call him Tobe. And he's actually uh, my girlfriend's husband. But as we proceed through the remaining part of the show... Um, you'll get to know him a little bit better. So, welcome, Tobe. Welcome, welcome. Hello, everybody. <laughs> so, he's been so gracious and kind to come and talk with us today. Today's episode is called, is part of our new series, and it's called Fatherhood. So, we're going to expand and expound on fatherhood single surrogate and spiritual fathers and we'll be having some special guests along the way and we'll be really doing a deep dive into fatherhood and our earthly fathers our heavenly fathers and a number of other things so I got some really good things coming up ahead for us all so today specifically Tobe is going to be speaking on as a guest as the surrogate father so I'm going to turn it over to Tobe for a second so he can give you a quick little background about himself and maybe how we met or whatever he's comfortable with Okay. Well, my name is Tobias Green, <laughs> and um, met Tina, I want to say, back in Georgia. Yeah, yeah. Back in Georgia. Yeah. You know, Long always always the life, always the life, <laughs> you know. Yeah. It's, it's always been, um, she's always been a genuine, um, upfront, just joyous person oh, and um thanks, bro. it was always a good thing she um has an had a major impact on a lot of us in our lives that um shooting georgia and in texas and mm-hmm. um it's always been a good thing like always been like 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 a sister yeah and um is my sister. I yeah. say is my yes, sister. Yes, yes. Go ahead. Go ahead and tell the people. So, um, <laughs> yeah, I'm, I will, um, I'm a veteran. veteran Proud from, veteran. Yeah, I'm a veteran from yes. Pittsburgh. It was actually a city, a small city um, called Clareton. That's right outside of Pittsburgh. Been, I was a military veteran for 13 years. Um Mostly in Georgia, Korea, and um, I end up um, getting out and moving to Texas, and um, that's pretty much it right now. Yes, my my brother here is a 
a veteran and a hero, not just in the military, but he's a Purple Heart recipient. Let's not forget that. Um, so we thank you for your sacrifice, and and I'm fortunate enough to have you day to day. You've been a blessing to me and my children in a number of ways. So, you know, thanks for your sacrifice to the country, and also thank you for the sacrifices that you have made for me in my personal life. So that's what brings us kind of here today. And so, again, you know, I told you we are talking about fatherhood, and we're talking about spiritual fathers, single fathers, and surrogate fathers. So I'm going to quickly read the definition of what a surrogate is. You know, most people, when they think about surrogacy, they think about the female gender they think about women and women carrying babies for families and so surrogacy or a surrogate the noun definition is a substitute especially a person deputizing for another in a specific role or office and so that is the actual um, definition of what a surrogate is And so what I wanted to expound on with my guest today is talking about some of his roles as a father. He's a father of two beautiful children. He has a boy and a girl and uh, Maya and then his son Tobias that's named after him. And so we're going to talk a little bit about what it was like being a father in the military and having to be distant and disconnected um, from your children and maybe some of the fatherly roles that may have stepped in over the course of his time in the military. So what you got? (laughs) Um, With uh, being in the military, it was really tough. Having um, you're you're always away from your children, and I'll start off with saying, well, like from my oldest to my youngest, like with my son, he actually lives in um, Pennsylvania, and as a um, he's now, but he's now he's twenty, so he's grown now. Yes, but it was always tough having to travel from Georgia to Pennsylvania. And get them for the summers and for the holidays. And then, you know, a lot of that time that you don't get to see them and you miss the in-between time and the impact that you have and don't have at times, it really it really makes a big difference. Because the times that you spend with your children, I'll say mainly with my son that I missed it still resonates in him even to this day but um, there's a lot of time that we did spend together but for the most part like it's a lot of times that you know I I miss certain things whether I was deployed or just being in a different state so it's very tough with dealing with um, with dealing with a kid that lives away from you And then having a daughter, you know, (laughs) we missed a little bit of time with her, with me and my wife being deployed. But um, it was never for a long period of time. So um, with dealing with my daughter, it was it was fairly a lot easier than (laughs) dealing with my son because um, we were right there. But um, 
with my daughter, it was she she just she makes it a whole lot easier. <laughs> I don't Why? Know if it's the because boy she's or, a girl. I, I don't know if it's the boy oh, or girl thing, right? Like, but hey. not putting one over the other. Oh, of course. But, um, it's a big difference. This is not to try to, you know, denigrate my uh, son's mother or nothing. Yeah. But you, when you're raising your children, you raise them the way. So with dealing with my son, I was had to deal with. Um, I had to pretty much deal with. You know, all right, he's been taught a certain way. At his mother's house. Right. And then him coming to my house and things may be a little bit different. Different. But with my daughter, is us raising her and that's it. We know exactly where to go from here and what to do this and do that and how, you know, to deal with emotions and different feelings that she has. Well, my son, it was like, well, I don't know if this is for certain, if he really feel this way or even though he's he's your blood, like you still you still have to know, like and understand what environment the environment's been different. Right, and you know what that that has always been a challenge. You know, for you know people in blended families or people that have uh, maybe a products of divorced you know families, and then uh, the other partner has a new spouse. And then they have to kind of share, you know, time with the child. And so there's a certain set of rules that you have in your home. And then there's another set of rules that the children have to abide by in another home. And so transitioning back and forth can pose at sometimes a challenge. You know, because what's acceptable here may not be acceptable there. But I can't say this, you know, I haven't been a part of your life from day one, you know, all the way up to the present. But I I ain't going to let you sit here and, and look around because I can recall specific moments. I'm talking about more than moments that I would look at you and just be in complete awe. Because I, though you were in distance from your son, it was like he wasn't gone. Because you weren't just a holiday father. Like, I watched you jump on planes and show up to take your son on his first date and be a chaperone for that. And you live a thousand miles away. So don't despise the small things, you know, because distance is just what it is, you know? And, but you have made impossible situations become possible for your son. And I know people who um, are in uh, the same home and have not had the same presence that I've seen you put forth with your son even in distance. I appreciate that. Oh, you you I'm telling you you deserve all of that gas. All of it. 91 93. All that gas. Okay. That, this is some premium quality that I'm putting down right here because and I'm not just saying this to pump your head up. These I are things that it. yeah, these are things that I observed over the course of my relationship and friendship with you and Tasha and I was like, wow, it is truly possible for a father in distance to still Sacrifice. be present. You understand what I'm saying? Because you could still have a father in the home and be disconnected. Right. You could still have a father right. in the same house and not be present. So because even though I witnessed and watched and observed you in distance, 
not have not be able to be there I saw you present I saw you active when I saw it, I was like shut the front door I was like <laughs> he didn't jump on a flight to go and chaperone his son for his first date out with a young lady like how freaking special is that you know, and this isn't just a one-time thing, you know, for a pat on the back or for a Facebook photo op. Like, I've seen repetitive, and I'm going to reiterate, repetitive incidents where you have stepped in, even in distance, homecoming, just random acts of just let me just go check him out and see how he's doing yeah. see what he's doing for the weekend that's my job you know? yeah exactly that's my job. exactly like, um, you got to make that sacrifice you have to make that sacrifice i mean it's your child yeah exactly you know? and i can relate because i mean i grew up without one mm. so i can i can relate to that like and um shoot my father um it's it it wasn't it wasn't the same but there was a distance we it was in and out but now i mean we're great but um oh awesome yeah i That's understand good. though you understand yes i do and you know it's funny that you say that you understand now because you know when we're children there's a there's a there's a sense of immaturity that comes with being a right, child right. and um and I don't know where in this series my daughter's episode will come up, but that was one of the main things that came up in her in her interview was that she felt like it was her fault. And you hear that, you hear that. I've heard it. You know what's but funny? to literally hear that from your own child, go ahead, go ahead. I never I never thought it was my fault. Okay, okay. To be honest, like um, you know, the times have changed as well. So when I was growing up, like I had, I had a lot of different male figures around wow. me, positive and negative. But even out of the negative, um, my male figures, I still got something positive. I was still already, I was still taught something. Look at God from them, and um, and I'm not even talking about just their mistakes. It was always something that they told me that always stuck with me. And as I grew, I remember like, oh, man, you know, so-and-so told me this. And he always told me to do this when this happened. Or, you know, look at, you know, always step back and look and see what's going on, you know. And then I'll get a different message from somebody else. Wow. And I think what happens these days now is that... um like we were speaking earlier about village. Mm-hmm. It takes a village. It does. When we were growing up, you had that village. And I mean, I grew up in the PJs. Wow. You know, and... Um, Explain what the PJs are the for projects, those that don't understand. If you understand what that is. <laughs> the PJs, the projects. I grew up in the projects. Okay. In which I'm pretty sure the projects is a whole lot different now. But when I was growing up, I can do something and get in trouble and get a whooping from somebody that's friends with my mother, and then they're gonna tell my mother, uh huh, uh huh, and then she's gonna whoop me again, right? You know? <laughs> and it was necessary. Yep, yeah, it was. And yeah, now was. that's gone, and a lot of this stuff that's happening, 
it might not even be going down like it is if we had that village yeah. to, to back the children consistently. And, you know, so as you were talking, I just pulled up a scripture um, because I was recalling a scriptural reference that says some plant and some water, but God gets the increase. And so um, what you were what you were mentioning was, you know, some some people, some figures that planted some seeds, they planted some seeds and there was some that came later. There was some that came along your life later. I'm going to read through scripture reference real quick. First Corinthians, Corinthians, I'm sorry, 3, 6 through 9 says, I planted Apollo's watered, but God gave the increase. Um, verse 7 says, so then neither he who plants is anything, nor he who waters, but God who gives the increase. So that, you know, that's basically speaking to the fact that there's everybody has a role in your life. Everybody has a purpose and an assignment that they're given in life. Over the course of your life, there's going to be people that come. There's going to be people that go. And there's going to be people that contribute. And there's going to be some people that take things from you. And sometimes it's just to teach you a lesson. And sometimes it's something to give you in order to contribute towards your growth. So over the course of your life, because God is such... A grateful, a, just such a good guy that despite what happens to us, even in a negative perspective, in a negative manner, he'll still move things to work in your favor. He'll still put people in right. place, even when you lack. And even the things that we think that we should have that we don't have, he'll still put people in your paths, coaches, teachers, um, you know, the village we're talking about. You and your wife are a part of my village. And, you know, people think they can walk through right. life alone and they think, oh, well, my father wasn't there. I don't need him. Or this person didn't do for me. I don't need that. And they put themselves in a place of isolation and separation yeah. and say, you know, I don't need anybody. That could I can, be real dark. Right. It, it, exactly. You know, but if you if you give God the opportunity to put you in a position where he will place people into your life and they'll pour into you and they will give you sometimes the very bit of motivation, inspiration and encouragement, or they'll give you the very thing that you felt like you didn't have. And in that moment, they'll they'll revive you and bring you back to life. And so God does that because he wants to preserve us. He wants to preserve us for his purpose. He wants to preserve us, preserve us for the assignment that's yet ahead. And the enemy is busy. He's out to seek, kill, and destroy. And so he uses the minds of people. He uses relationships to distract us. He uses situations to break us down. But even in our broken states and even in, in, our, in those places, God can seal the crevices and he can heal the broken areas and he can build you back up. And yep. so with these villages are designed to build us back up. Right. You know? So, you know, it's a blessing that, like you said, even some of the negative influences, you know, God will give you beautiful ashes. Beautiful ashes. So even when things have gotten to a place to where you've been, you know, you're down to your lowest of lows or you feel like you don't have anything left. He still will turn it around and use it for your good. And he'll still use even the negative things. Because if you don't get nothing else from that negative experience, sometimes the one thing you get from it is, I don't want to go down that road. 
So let's just say that you have a father that is not present and that is not active and that is not there. You, part of the reason you're the father that you are today is maybe because of the history, some of the past that you endured without having a father. And so because you remembered not having that presence or not having that person at that at a time in your life. To you, be honest, what? to be honest, like. And it might sound like, oh, uh, yeah, you just saying that. No. No, to be honest, like, I really didn't pay that much. I, mm. I knew I was supposed to have a father and, you know, but it never was, like, stuck in my head, like, oh, where's my dad at? Where's my dad at? Where's mm. my dad at? Because, like I was saying earlier, like, I had. You had a village. I had a bunch of people. Like whether it was uncles, um, mm. um, other men in the neighborhood that just seen me, and I might have just been I don't know if I was just that likable guy or <laughs> or kid or whatever. I I really didn't pay attention to it. Like or my dad. Like when I seen him, it was always love, and I never okay. was like. And it's weird. Even I think about it now as a grown up, it seems weird. Like I wasn't like, man, but my understanding or the lack thereof mm -hmm. when I was younger, um, I think played a part. And only thing I really cared about was playing basketball. Right. So like <laughs> even as, a you know, until maybe I want to say 15 or maybe either 14 or 15, I was like, man, what's going on here? And then I started to notice certain things that I possibly should have been knowing at the time that I didn't know as an as a young adult, I guess you could say, going from 15 and above. Like, and I noticed there were certain things with my friends that they were taught to do. Like, I didn't know how to tie a tie. And oh, wow. I didn't know right. those little things that, you know, that you're taught by um, mainly usually your father. Or mother's boyfriend or right. something like that. But um, it was just me, my mother, and my sister. Wow. And that was it. Like, I just, some things I didn't care about. Oh, how do you tie a tie? Oh, that's a bow tie. Like, and it was just like water off my back. Like, right. I noticed certain things, and then I move on from it. Like, it's, you know, not a big deal. And then you end up finding out later on. When you become a parent, or even before then, like, are you supposed to know certain things to do this, when to do that, you know? <laughs> right, and right. it was like, oh, I missed that part. Like, you well, know? let me tell you one thing that I heard as you were speaking, and um, you know, the spirit of the Lord will reveal certain things. But God guarded your heart, and and that that is a blessing. Because there are some people and some that have experienced some maybe childhood trauma from a father that maybe didn't do the right things or right. maybe harmed them in some sort of way. Um, but you had some relationship with him and that it wasn't, I won't say that it wasn't missed, but because he guarded your heart and he kept you in a real place, uh, a place of peace. And then in addition to that, he sent people to, to help your mom with you with, you know, through family members and other friends and coaches yeah. and uncles and things that helped stand in the gap. And so that's, that I would say it, that has probably helped you 
with your role with my children um, because you have definitely stepped in as, as and played a surrogate role. It wasn't a conversation that we had. It was an in- inherent, natural sort of, you know, um, progression as we right. as we, you know, began to get, you know, over time to get to know one another you know your wife is you guys are like family to me and there really is no like to it like like in my mind and in my heart y'all y'all my sister and brother you know period there's really no distinction between and so sometimes people get confused and they come in later like Okay, so this is your sister, your brother, and I'm like, okay, we're not really blood, blood but related. but yeah. we are, we right. are, but we don't, you know. So right. I got a key to get in y'all house and I come and go, and right. <laughs> y'all do the same here. But I think that's why you naturally, you know, migrated into the surrogate role so well with oh, my yeah. children because it was something that was done for you. And so, just for those of you guys that don't know, we were kind of touching on a few things before we started. But I was reminding him he had actually forgotten that um, you know seven thirty in the morning. I don't. I won't forget it because I remember sending a message, and my son's father is in the military as well, and he's still active, and he's stationed in another state. And so there were there were a number of events that were coming up at my son's school, and most of the time I would just sometimes ignore them. And just hope that he wouldn't pay much attention to it, you know. And so one day I was like, you know what? Um, Because you and my son have a very close relationship and not just my son, but with my daughter as well. And so I said, you know, let me reach out and see. You never know. I know it's 730 in the morning. (laughs) but Can you show up and do donuts for dad? I know you're not his father, but do you mind doing the veterans? You know, they had a it was a uh, what was it? A parade. It was a veterans parade and all the the school. Yeah. Through the school. And And the look on his face was like, you took pictures. Yeah. The look on his face was like. Like it was priceless. <laughs> like it was really priceless. No, really? seriously, it was, it was priceless, man. And we wow. were walking through the halls, and um, you know, most kids like they just you know they happy. But it was like he had this look, and then I caught him looking at me a couple times, like, yeah. like, like, man. And he was like, man, Uncle Toad, man, I'm I'm so happy you came. Oh. And I just uh, like. I just it just it hit me like I was like oh man and I really don't do it for I really don't do it just for my own glory like when I do something for somebody it's for them like it's not for me it's true it's the deed and for them like because that's what they needed at that time yeah or even wanted at sometimes. Yeah, so yeah. it's always about that. It's never about me. Look at me. Right, and, right, right. And look mm-hmm. what I did for so-and-so. Nine times out of ten, you ain't going to hear about what I've done for somebody. No. They're not going to know. No. Like, a lot of people's not going to know. Like, no. It's all about whatever they needed to get done. 
Yeah, you know, and it just came to my attention as well to, in my mind just now as you were speaking, um, just some of the humanitarian efforts I've seen you do for the community and just for your family and for your sister, who's also a single mom as well. Right, right. And um, she has a, a, a special needs child and, right. and someone that desire, you know, that requires a lot more one-on-one assistance. And I watched you and your wife, I watched the both of you literally take on huge responsibilities with standing in the gap to help them and support right. them through some of her times of hardship. She's also been affiliated with the military and as a single mother and I've watched you ride up and down the road and I've seen them, you right. know, come and you guys really help with school and, and, and rearing them as well. So, you know, it's, it's, it's truly an honor and a blessing that God saw fit to put us together to put us in the you know to yeah, get it's to crazy how, get, how paths cross yeah. i know you know it's, right. it's a true it's a true blessing when i think about the things that i don't have and then i look at what god what i do have and i thank god for it all you know i truly thank god for it all because it's him that divinely connects us it's him that puts this person here and that person there i met your wife in school you know, and we didn't even right. know that we were going to be where we are today. And y'all left me. Y'all moved out of the state of Georgia. And I had no idea we were still living there. I had no idea that I was going to end up in Texas. You guys right, moved right. to Texas. And, you know, and then the course of my life and the events that led up to me coming here now, now we're right here together again. again. And so, you know, that that was not by happenstance, that that was divinely placed for a purpose. And sometimes you think that things happen randomly or you think that, oh, you just got a heart to do something for someone. But it all comes from him because it's all a part of the help and the support and the building of others. And so your heart is pure. Your wife's heart is pure. And so that's why when you do things, you don't do things expecting anything in return. No. I had to remind you of something like, do you remember when? And you was like, yeah, I remember now, you yeah. know, and I was, you know, because you, you've done it with such a pure heart. And, you know, our society lacks so much of that, you know, people right. really doing things from a pure heart and not expecting anything in return just because there's a need. I've watched you, brother. I have watched you give free haircuts to kids in the community right, right. Um, that may be single moms or may not have the money when school rolled around. I watched y'all give up furniture and money and I and whatever it was that y'all had and give it with a free free spirit, you know, and, right. and with an open heart and give. And I believe that's why God has blessed you guys right. in the way. And that's why he's going to continue to bless you and pour right. out his favor upon you because of your heart. It's your heart that he looks at. It's your heart that God examines. Yeah. It's not necessarily the works. It's not, you know, what you accomplish. It's not yeah, what it's you're that. able to obtain, but it's the heart. It's yeah, the heart. Your heart and your, well, that falls with, under the category, heart and intentions. It, right. Yeah, because yeah, some yeah. people, it, it'll be, yeah, you yeah. know how that go. Like, yeah. their intentions, it yeah. makes you wonder, like, what, what, what was your intent? Right. You know. Right. Yeah. So, quick question: Do you think that children that have fathers in the home become better adults? 
Oh, no. Oh, that's a good one. Um, to be honest, to, I think um, I think it all depends. It all depends on, um, to be honest, that the, the makeup of that child. Yeah. Because you can have you can have it to have that father in the home and they they still go astray yeah as you can say um and then you have um you know certain things that the kid absorbs and they take and they use and they strive so it's like i think it all depends on the kid and what they want to do cuz there's certain things that you put into them, you know, all, always, and, and, you know, good things that you try to put into them, but they tend to take, they, they, yeah, they end up taking, you know, the bad part, like, or part, you know, influences from other people, you know, the mm-hmm. other influences, and they end up gravitating towards that, or, I, I, that's a good question. Yeah, I know. That's a good question. But I think a lot of it come down to what choices that they want to make. I agree. I agree. I do believe that it's a part of Because like you said, you could have a someone that is present and active and done all the right things and right. to try to rear their children the best way they could. A little bit earlier in the conversation, you made mention about your father and there was no hardship. There was no hard heartedness from you for what he could or he couldn't do because you understood. And so it, it's, it's always um, yeah. a, 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 it's always an assessment that is made with what a child can understand, you know? And so, you know, once you get to a point where you know that, okay, my mother or my father, we're talking about fathers with this series, but you know, where our parents may have maybe let us down or maybe been disappointed us or maybe not, stood up to the standard or the expectation that we'd hoped for or made mistakes and errors through our life. Right. You understand when you get a certain age and maturity and experience and wisdom that is given to you that they did what they could with the capacity that they had. Right. So they loved me with everything, even if I pitted against or I compare it with someone else. That has, you know, a mother or a father or there's an expectation that comes with it. And even if I feel like they've fallen short of it in some way, I understand now that they did what they had the capacity (laughs) to do. They gave what they had the capacity to give. And so your understanding changes your grace for what they gave or what they didn't give is it, it gets better. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. Yeah, your understanding. Yeah, your is understanding different. definitely changed when you become a when you become a parent yourself. Yeah. And <laughs> all the stuff that you, start you used walking to wonder, that walk. I'm like, man, oh, so this is why right. you know this and man, I didn't understand like then, but now you do. How tough it is being a parent. Period. You know, especially the way things has changed in society now. It's, it's very hard, but it's necessary for you to do what you need to do. That's right. That's right. 
That's yeah. right. Well, I'm telling you, we're, you know, we're going to close out. I don't know if you got anything else that you want to say, but I just want to, you know, thank you so much for taking the time out to come and have a word with me on uh, this, this was, topic. It was, it was a great, it was a great, it was, <laughs> this was great. Was, he said it was great. <laughs> yeah, I, I appreciate it. I appreciate you having me on. You're welcome. You're and so welcome. But um, I would say this, though. It's been, it's been a, it's been a, um, it's a beautiful thing though. Yeah. To be able to make that type of impact on your kids. Yeah. And some of the things that you shared with me about them and the way they felt, um, or way they feel about me. Yeah. And I've never expected anything. Yeah. Never. I just do it because it's. That's what's supposed to happen. Yeah, yeah. You got kids that yeah. going through whatever, or even if they're not going through a lot, and they just want support, or yeah. they want, you know, they want they want love. You should get love from all angles. Yeah. You know, so yeah. I would encourage other males to do the same. Yes. Yes. Do yes. the same thing because yes. we all need it. Yeah, we do. You know, we do. You see a child in need or a friend in need or someone, yeah. it's better to give than to receive. And if you have it and you can and you're in a position where you can impart some knowledge or some wisdom, some support, a pat on the back, you know, don't don't use every opportunity that you can, you know, to because you never know what it might do for a person. Absolutely. You never know how it might, you know, change a person's life. I've had people tell me things. Um, in my latter years that I said many years ago to them that I didn't even know that at the time that I said it that it made an impact on them and it encouraged and um, some people have really reached out to me since the you know since the birth of this podcast and messaged me and were like you don't know but Uh. you told me Five years or ten years ago, there was something you said to me, something you did to me, you know, uh, and that helped me that really at a time in my life that I needed you. And I thank you. And I'm so So, proud of you. You've even said it. You're like, I'm so proud of you, sis. And I'm just like, I'm just doing the work of the Lord. But outside of that, I'm just doing what, you know, what I've been called to do. And so, you know, sometimes I'm tired and sometimes, you know, I I don't really know if I'm doing (laughs) it right or, you know, or how I'm even going to make it to the next day or the next week. I take each day and each recording and each podcast day by day. But God continues to expand and give me the increase along the way. I just keep putting it back before him because it's him who gave me the vision for this. Um, so I, I, I just I just need to make it clear that this wasn't anything that I decided to do. I'm on assignment. I'm on assignment for many people that will never, ever, ever touch the brick and mortar of a church that will never, ever, you know, be in a place to where they may or may not receive um, this, you know, this this experience or knowledge or wisdom or whatever God gives me to give to others. But I thank God that he's using me and I thank God that he's given me so many things that I can expound and talk on and reach out to my resources. And a lot of my experiences are literally right underneath my nose, i.e. you, i.e. a lot of things that people are dealing with and going through every day. 
you know, and I'm like, we're sitting so, on jewels, we're sitting on gems, we're sitting on knowledge, we're sitting on things that we're not sharing, <laughs> we're not sharing, and so people are stunted in their growth, and people don't know who to trust or who to talk to because they've been betrayed maybe by the church or they've been betrayed by a friend or a, a family member or someone that they thought that they could entrust their vulnerability to, but this platform allows us in a real you know, transparent way to meet people in the space that they are, you know, wherever they are. So for those that are listening, you know, just know that, you know, don't give up on God because he hasn't given up on you right. and he will continue to give you even the things that you need, the things that you lack, the things that you want, any desire that you have, even if you don't see that you have it or you see someone has something that you don't have, that he'll step in as a surrogate. He'll step in as a substitute He'll step in and take the place. You don't have an earthly father. You always have a heavenly father. You always have somebody that you can go to and talk to. He said, I am with you. I will never leave you nor forsake you. This is true. His word can't return back to us void. If he said it, he meant it. And so, you know, a lot of us have dealt with experiences where maybe people have said things to us and they didn't follow through. Or people have said or done things that, that maybe betrayed our trust and have put up or we put up a wall and guarded ourselves from potential um um blessings you know because it's like i'm afraid i I, in fear because this happened to me or this person didn't follow through and this person didn't you know tell me the truth but you must always know that your father in heaven he's perfect and almighty he's perfect in all of his ways and you can always seek him out and he will draw near to you and you can have the things that you don't have or whatever you need, whatever you desire, that he will always be there for you. So thank you again for being that surrogate in my life. And thank you, thank you. for my children. And thank you for all of the energy and the time and the love and the support and the kind words and the pat on the backs and you know letting them know i see you i see you sometimes our kids you know just they feel they're in a world that you know that's constantly seeking attention like you said earlier and and they feel like they're overwhelmed like nobody sees me and so sometimes it's just that one person that comes alongside of you and say i see you I see you. So thank you for that. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. you. (laughs) And so I'm going to go ahead and tag out y'all. Y'all be blessed. Make sure you go and visit my website at www.theflawedandfree.com. I'm on all major streaming platforms. I'm on Apple iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, Facebook, YouTube, IG, and Twitter. So I'm under the tag name Flawed and Free or The Flawed and Free. You'll be able to find me. So thank you again. Thank you for joining. Less of me, more of you. Free to be me, flawed and free. Y'all be blessed.